when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches lost Lord Jesus. Stately, plump, buck bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Deborah Levy. Of course, he'd never find another woman like me to put up with him the way I do. Know me, come sleep with me, yes. And he knows that too at the bottom of his heart. Take that Mrs. Maybrick that poisoned her husband for what, I wonder. In love with some other man, yes, it was found out on her. Wasn't she the downright villain to go and do a thing like that? Of course, some men can be dreadfully aggravating, drive you mad. And always the worst word in the world. What do they ask us to marry them for, if we were so bad as all that? Comes to yes, because they can't get on without us. White arsenic she'd put in his tea off flypaper, wasn't it? I wonder why they call it that. If I'd asked him, he'd say it's from the Greek, leave us as wise as we were before. She must have been madly in love with that other fellow to run the chance of being hanged. Oh, she didn't care if that was her nature. What could she do? Besides, they're not brutes enough to go and hang a woman, surely, are they? They're all so different. Boylan, talking about the shape of my foot, he noticed at once, even before he was introduced, when I was in the DBC with Poldy, laughing and trying to listen. I was waggling my foot. We both ordered two teas, plain bread and butter. I saw him looking with his two old maids of sisters when I stood up and asked the girl where it was. What do I care with it dropping out of me? And that black closed breeches he made me buy takes you half an hour to let them down, wetting all of myself always with some brand new fad every other week. Such a long one. I did. I forgot my suede gloves on the seat behind that I never got after some robber of a woman, and he wanted me to put it in the Irish Times, lost in the ladies' lavatory, DBC, Dame, Street Finder, returned to Mrs. Marian Bloom. And I saw his eyes on my feet, going out through the turning door. He was looking when I looked back, and I went there for tea two days after in the hope, but he wasn't. Now how did that excite him? because I was crossing them when we were in another room. First he meant the shoes that are too tight to walk in. My hand is nice like that, if only I'd had a ring with a stone for my month, a nice aquamarine. I'll stick him for one, and a gold bracelet. I don't like my foot so much. Still, I made him spend once with my foot the night after Goodwin's botch-up of a concert. So cold and windy it was. Well, we had that rum in the house to mull, and the fire wasn't black out when he asked to take off my stockings, lying on the hearthrug in Lombard Street. Well, and another time, it was my muddy boots he'd like me to walk in, all the horses down I could find. But of course, he's not natural like the rest of the world. That I, what did he say I could give nine points in ten to 
Catilana and Beta. What does that mean? I asked him. I forget what he said, because the stop press edition just passed. And the man with the curly hair and the Lucan dairy, that's so polite. I think I saw his face before somewhere. I noticed him when I was tasting the butter. So I took my time. Bartel Darcy, too, that he used to make fun of when he commenced kissing me on the choir stairs after I sang Gunnard's Ava Maria. What are we waiting for? Oh, my heart, kiss me straight on the brow, and part, which is my brown part. He was pretty hot for all his tinny voice, too. My low notes he was always raving about, if you can believe him. I liked the way he used his mouth singing. Then he said, Wasn't it terrible to do that there in the place like that? I don't see anything so terrible about it. I'll tell him about that some day. Not now. And surprise him, I, and I'll take him there and show him the very place, too. We did it so. Now, there you are, like it or lump it. He thinks nothing can happen without him knowing. He hadn't an idea about my mother till we were engaged. Otherwise, he'd never have got me so cheap as he did. He was ten times worse himself, anyhow, begging me to give him a tiny bit cut off from my drawers. That was the evening coming along Kenilworth Square. He kissed me in the eye of my glove, and I had to take it off, asking me questions. Is it permitted to inquire the shape of my bedroom? So I let him keep it, as if I forgot it to think of me. When I saw him slip it into his pocket, of course, he's mad on the subject of drawers. That's plain to be seen, always skeezing at those brazen-faced things on the bicycles with their skirts blowing up to their navels. Even when Millie and I were out with him at the open-air fete, that one in the cream muslin standing right against the sun so he could see every atom she had on, when he saw me from behind, following in the rain, I saw him before he saw me. However, standing at the corner of the Harold's Crossroads with a new raincoat on, with the muffler in the Zingari colours to show off his complexion, and the brown hat, looking sly boots as usual. What was he doing there then? He'd no business. They can go and get whatever they like from anything at all with a skirt on it, and were not to ask any questions. But they want to know, where were you? Where are you going? And I could feel him coming along, skulking after me, his eyes on my neck. He had been keeping away from the house. He felt it was getting too warm for him. So I half turned and stopped, and he pestered me to say yes, till I took off my glove, slowly watching him. He said my open-work sleeves were too cold for the rain, Anything for an excuse to put his hands anear me drawers, drawers the whole blessed time, till I promised to give him the pair off my doll to carry about in his waistcoat pocket. Oh, Maria Santissima, he did look a big fool, dreeping in the rain. Splendid set of teeth he had, made me hungry to look at them, and beseeched of me to lift the orange petticoats I had on with sunray pleats, that there was nobody, he said, he'd kneel down and in the wet if I didn't, so persevering, he would too, and ruin his new raincoat. You never know what freak they'd take alone with you, they're so savage for it, if anyone was passing, so I lifted them a bit, 
and touched his trousers outside the way I used to gardener after with my ring hand to keep him from doing worse where it was too public. I was dying to find out was he circumcised. He was shaking like a jelly all over. They wanted to do everything too quick, take all the pleasure out of it. And father waiting all the time for his dinner. He told me to say I left my purse in the butcher's and had to get it back. What a deceiver. Then he wrote me that letter with all those words in it. How could he have the face to any woman after his company manners, making it so awkward after when we met, asking me, have I offended you? With my eyelids down, of course, he saw I wasn't. He had a few brains, not like that other fool, Hennidor. He was always breaking or tearing something in the charades. I hate an unlucky man. And if I knew what it meant, of course, I had to say no for form's sake. Don't understand you, I said. And wasn't it natural? So it is, of course. It used to be written up with a picture of a woman's on that wall in Gibraltar. With that word I couldn't find anywhere, only for children seeing it too young. Then writing a letter every morning, sometimes twice a day. I liked the way he made love then.